In today's episode, we're speaking to Natania Bravo. Natania has spent the first part of her career living bi-coastal between New York and Los Angeles, creating a global brand marketing campaign for Fortune 500 consumer brands, including Adidas, BMW, and Coca-Cola, among others. While successful by society's terms, she knew she wasn't living up to her potential. Tired of saying one day, she finally listened to that internal voice, leapt into the unknown, leaving behind a successful career. Natanya booked a one-way ticket to Paris to realize her potential and create her dream life. Let's speak to Natalia and find out how she changed her life by changing her mindset. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And today I'm so excited. We have the beat for the charming, the wonderful Natanya Bravo. Welcome, Natanya. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy that you finally made it. We have been trying to do this for a while now. Natanya, yeah. um, everyone's heard how amazing you are in the intro, but please, in your own words, share with everybody what it is that you do. Yeah, I'm a business and mindset coach. I primarily work with women, entrepreneurs, executives to really help them be radically honest with themselves in a way that completely shifts the trajectory of their life. So a lot of our work is mindset, but also business things and combining the two worlds together. Awesome. Fantastic. And so, Natalia, tell us, how did you begin your you know, journey? You know, it, nobody wakes up one day and goes, I'm going to be a business coach, especially, I mean, this, this profession wasn't even available when we were growing up, right? It wasn't yeah. even in existence. So how did you end up coming to being a mindset, a business coach? Yeah. And I actually still am like, how am I? I never intended to be a coach at all. I still question, ask myself that same question. Um, Honestly, I think it was my own personal journey as well as professional experience. So I was in a 10 year brand marketing career where I worked in New York and LA working in the media and entertainment industry. And before doing that, that was like, that was my goal. That was like my one day dream was to work in the entertainment industry, to throw these parties, work with celebrities, work with all the cool brands. And so I went to school, I studied marketing and PR and I got an internship and worked really hard. You know, at this time, internships were not paid. So I was working full time for $0 with the hope that someone would hire me and And luckily they did. And I managed to move up pretty quickly. So I was kind of checking, which we all know, checking those boxes, right, that we think we're supposed to do. Of Okay, I'm going to make six figures. I'm going to buy a home. I did all of that before what at the time was like the dreaded age of 30. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be 30. I have to have my whole life figured out, Mm -hmm. which is completely ridiculous because I think the older you get, the real you realize how much you just still don't actually know. And in going through that, I actually put tons of pressure on myself. I was very shy and introvert. I would have never said I do the work that I do now. 
I was very self-conscious. I had a lot of anxiety. I used to suffer from anxiety attacks and being in a high pressured environment and high pressure job, it really exasperated that. So I had really a moment of what most of us would refer to as kind of your breakdown to breakthrough where I was on the train in New York. I had not slept for days because I was working about 80 hour weeks at this time. And I collapsed, literally just collapsed. Like I felt my heart like, like beating really fast. I was like gasping for breath and I just collapsed. And I, in that moment, shortly after, after the panic of everyone around me, like, are you okay? I realized that I was not okay. And I don't mean just physically okay, like emotionally, like I actually wasn't happy. On the outside, I was presenting as someone as happy, but I was crying when I got home from work. I was crying on my way to work. I was crying on the plane to go to wherever wow. I had to go next. But there was also this immense guilt of, but you're supposed to be happy because I was very fortunate and blessed. I did mm. have financial stability, especially for a 27, 26 year old. Like I didn't really, especially living in New York, I was single. I didn't have kids. So I didn't really have to worry about bills so much. I was able to travel, but I wasn't, it was just not for me. But then at Mm -hmm. the same time, the idea of what's your passion, what's your purpose that so many of us hear, I would cringe at. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't have one of those. Maybe I'm just like, something's wrong with me. I'm broken. And I really just went on this self-exploration journey that was led by that moment in the train. I hired my own life coach at the time. I didn't even know what that was. I literally came across a post on Facebook of this guy that called himself a life coach and something about what he said spoke to me. And I was like, well, you got nothing else to lose hired him. I started taking myself out on dates. I'd been on the dating struggle best for years. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? You're going to date yourself. And that was not something I would ever do. Like I said, I was really shy. So the idea of going to dinner by myself was really uncomfortable. But in leaning into that discomfort is what allowed me to ultimately years later, quit that job, move to Paris and create this business that is now the Bravo Life. Wow. Okay. Wow. 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 So many aha moments. Um, over there so many pivotal moments in your life I, I'm gonna say this when you are sad and upset and now I the reason why I'm picking this up is because a lot of people will be in similar situations they will think well hang on a minute I have a job that most people would die for mm-hmm. I have this privileged uh, you know place to be I not only is it, a, it it pays well but it's a kind of dream job for a lot of people it's something yeah. that I worked for all my entire life mm-hmm. it's something that I've dreamt about when I was growing up and uh, you know and all of these things and um, and so forth so why am I not happy there's something wrong with me right so how did you you, you know you, you talked about that you were crying but how did you, did you actually recognize there was something wrong with you um or even it would have plucked up the courage to pick up you know to to hire that life coach maybe it was yeah. him who her, her highlighted to you but this is a very important point because a lot of the times we would go through our life and have a moment when we start feeling unhappy and we blame ourselves that there's something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I, you know, I, I want too much or I'm in the wrong place or maybe I need to find God or maybe, you know, something, you know, they, they, they don't yeah. want you to realize that they, it's actually God speaking to them or universe, whatever, you know, yeah. whatever term you want to give it. The universe speaking to you and telling you, you're not in the right place anymore. You, you've, this place is done with you. You're done with this situation. And it's great. You had to be here. You had to learn these skills, but now it's time to move on into different, something different, else, something else. I have bigger plans for you. I have different plans for you, whatever mm-hmm. it is. How do you listen to that voice, which is actually a whisper. It's not even a yeah. loud voice. It's a little whisper. Yeah. And so it starts as a whisper, right? And, and mm-hmm. then it's like, 
it's a tap on the shoulder. And then one day it's a pebble on your window mm -hmm. until one day it's literally a boulder, like, no, you have to move. And so I can't say that I, in the process of this, knew that it wasn't me. I didn't know. I just knew what I'm currently doing is not working. And so I have nothing else to lose. Let me mm -hmm. try a higher coach. Let me try take, because worst case scenario, I'll be exactly where I am right now, yeah. right? I'm already here. <laughs> and I think I just got tired of not doing anything. And so even when I didn't know I wanted to start a business, I knew I always had dreams of creating a platform for women, but I didn't really know what that meant. Is it a blog? Is it a physical place. I had no idea. And so instead of me trying to figure out the final idea, which I spent years trying to do and couldn't, I was like, let me just try to try to do things that are actually bringing me joy, which yes, was the support of this coach and other people in my life. And so I started taking piano lessons. Nope, not for me. Figured that didn't work for me. I started, like I said, traveling alone and just testing out where, what would I do if I was doing what Natanya wants to do and not what I think I'm supposed to be doing? And in doing that process is I think where the realization came from, but that wouldn't have happened without taking the action first, which I think is a challenge for most of us because we want the clarity first, but I really believe the clarity comes through the action and not the other way around. And so it does require some messy, uncomfortable action where you don't really know what you're doing. And that's okay, because like I said, What's the worst that can happen? You're going to be right back where you are today. <laughs> exactly. And I, I love that. I love that. It's and something you said again, which hit my heart was doing what Nathania wants to do, not what I think she should do. I think mm -hmm. that, that's a, such a powerful line because I think a lot of the time, myself included, we go through life doing and then we pivot and then we get back into that rut where you start thinking, okay, this is what I'm think I'm supposed to be doing this is not what I'm meant to be doing and I had recently had a big aha moment on, on, on a when I took myself out and I went on a, on a retreat with someone else with deep, deep meditation work and that's when I realized that yes I have a very flourishing business and I've got all this happening and why I want to pivot and I want to go on it still coaching but a different direction and it's a new area it's a new thing and I could take this to a million to a million a month business whereas that's a complete fresh start and yeah. a different in a in a different in a way and um and it will be it'll be different clientele because this clientele is, is different so it's a it's literally starting my business from scratch yeah and but I have this inner pull like that's what I need to be doing I'm mm -hmm. making money is great and I love making money don't get me wrong I'm a money coach but it's mm -hmm. not just about the money it's about more than that and I know that you know, if if this if, when this works, not if when this works out, I'll make just as much money from this this yep. project as I will from the other one. But even more, yeah, because <laughs> I'm now being pulled towards it. I think I I'm done with this element of what I'm doing. I may continue with it still uh, on the side. It'll be it'll be something that does becomes part of my greater um you know my greater business. But it's not the sole focus on business. But it it's illogical. It sounds. Um, you know, when people are moving onto the online space, I want to move away from the online space. It just—it's completely yeah. counterintuitive. Um, I'm comfortable making less money. Da, da, da. It makes no sense logically for me to just pivot. Yeah, I hear you. It's that you have to do it. You have to do it. And I yeah. have the palpitation in my heart, like, oh, 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 okay, okay. And I'm, and all the same thing. Well, people, will people come? Will, will they understand? Will they get my message? All of those questions, the imposter syndrome comes all the way flooding back. Like, <laughs> like, oh my days, I thought I dealt with this a few years yeah. ago. Back to, <laughs> back to here again. But every time you have that pivotal moment, every time you have to have the shift in who you are, because that's where the growth comes in. You're gonna you're gonna find out. Well, actually, I mean, it's like in the same place. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm it's like taking messy action. Exactly yeah. what you said. 
take action, take messy action and figure it out on the way and you'll make mistakes. I think yeah. another thing you said, which I love about what well, your story is, you gave yourself permissions to make mistakes. Mm. We don't do that. So I wanna, let me try playing the piano. Oh, I don't like playing the piano. Let me try something else. Yep. You're going to say, oh, I, I spent that time and on money and paying the piano. Why would I leave that? Let me try a bit hard. You said, no, I tried it. Didn't like it. Move on. Yeah. I love that. How do you develop that? Like, Give yourself permission to make mistakes. Learn from it. You know, go ahead and try, try, try and figure it out. That's yeah. a great mindset to have. Yeah, I think it's also, I love what you just shared as well, because I have experienced in the last year something very similar in my own business where I started to feel what I felt when I was working in corporate of mm-hmm. I'm comfortable. I I don't, you know, I'm good at it, but is it, am I really passionate about it? And my, that same coach, I still work with him. You know, this is 10 years later now mm-hmm. was like, when is the last time you felt this feeling? And it brought me back mm-hmm. to that place. And I think part of that and that work that my coach helps me do that I help my clients do, I'm sure you do it with you is looking mm-hmm. for the patterns. Right. Yeah. And so when you said, um, how can you build up the, the, the force to, to be able to make mistakes? I try to look for the patterns and see the lessons. So for me, what I've seen in my life is that every time something new and exciting has blossomed, I've created something that's really been aligned for me, whether that was moving to Paris or my business or uh, my, my husband now, it is because I leaned into both fear and excitement. And so now I know that's my go sign when I'm terrified, but there's also this excitement of like, well, what if it works? That means I have to do it. Like I absolutely have to. And so now that I've seen that pattern, because I've done it more than once now, it's a little bit easier, but it's still like exactly what you said. It's still terrifying, right? <laughs> when you're doing something completely new. Yeah, I'm, I I think it's even more so when you, when you have limited amount of time and you think, okay, I've got something that's working. I have time mm-hmm. that I'm dedicating towards it. Uh, where am I going to find to find you know to get the time out to start building something new a lot even the fact that I have all the other businesses and I yeah. and that's where the I mean what I just said was it's nothing more than excuses all <laughs> your excuses come to the surface so I always say I'm a full-time mother and a part-time business owner that's literally my life yeah. and I have multiple businesses but my kids always come first so even just now I, I went to drop my son off to cricket practice before I came oh. here so my life revolves around these two little bees which are not so little anymore actually but um and I keep thinking, well, I don't have much time for, you know, other things anyway. And I've got this property business and I've got that business and I want to try and I want to look for something new. Are you crazy? So right. your excuses come to the forefront. Like they really do attack you. How do you nip them on the bud? Like, you know, what? Shh, be quiet. Mm-hmm. I'm going to move ahead. You know, I'm going to move. I'm going to, I'm going to do this. How do you, because yeah. they do and they, and they're legitimate excuses. Like the excuse I, I just said, and is an excuse by the way. But if I, if I didn't know that, if I didn't recognize it, it'd be a legitimate reason for me not to go ahead. Yeah. I'm making good money. I have multiple business anyway. I mean, coaches now become part of my passion project rather than actually money. Cause I don't need it to make money. Cause I've got other, right. other businesses making money. So why do I need to pivot? Why don't you change? Why don't you do something else? I can just stay here and, you know, and now still start, instead of making money, let's start working on wealth. Let's do with those kind of strategies. But even though that's all true, there's a part of me saying, no, I'm not happy. I'm not happy. I'm not happy. Yeah. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. How do you deal with those excuses or recognize that the reasons that are coming up are just your excuses? 
Yeah. So I do these breakthrough um, weekends with my clients. And one of the exercises that we do that anyone can do mm-hmm. is we take a board, like a physical board, and we put post-it notes with all the things that they, if they were no limits, what would your life look like? What would your work look like? What time would you wake up? What mm-hmm. would you do with your partner? Where would you travel? Where would you live? And we just put it all on the board, right? With no, but I can't because whatever. We're ignoring that just for the 15 minutes that we're just going to play in creativity land. And then we ask, okay, what is in the way between you where you are today and all the things on that board? And they'll usually come up with a list of things like we all would, right? Well, I can't because who's going to care? I can't do that because my kids are in school. And if I move them out of school, I can't do that because my partner wouldn't want to do that. All the reasons, quote unquote, aka what we know are really excuses that we believe are keeping us between where we are and where we want to go. And then what I like to do is rewrite them, but I don't rewrite them from a place of fake confidence that I don't really believe because then you're not going to be able to get behind it. At least I can't Mm. possibly. And so what I typically like to do is I look for real life evidence of when the opposite of what I've just said as my excuse or reason has actually been true. So maybe I've said, well, I can't. So for example, I host retreats. And so maybe I would say, I can't host a retreat because no one's going to sign up and pay thousands of dollars and fly and mm-hmm. all the rest. Of it, right. And so then I might look for evidence, whether it's my own evidence or other people's evidence of almost like, could you defend this in a court of law? A hundred percent of the time you couldn't. And so what would be the opposing counsel's argument? Right. And so I allow myself to then on one side of the board, I've got all the reasons I believe I can or that it won't work for me. And then on the other side, I'm rewriting real truths. Do I believe that this is an actual truth that I can get behind so that when that thought comes up, I've kind of got this library or arsenal of ways of reframing exactly what you said. Catch the thought. Nope. We're not going there. And then what do I want to replace that thought with? And again, not every day is perfect. There are absolutely days where the thoughts don't work and I'm just in my mood, right? But I acknowledge and allow myself to be in there for a limited time. And then I pick myself back up. I've got post-it notes all over my office. I surround myself with what I need to hear. I'm almost being my own coach, right? Where, what do I need to hear right now? What would I say to a friend who was telling me this? Because we often are so good Mm. at like counseling our friends and family. And we see so much potential in them. If your friend said, well, I'm thinking of starting this business, but like, I don't know. What would you say to her? You wouldn't be like, no, you shouldn't. You're awful. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. And we we would, I would, yeah, that's absolutely true. I would go above and beyond and try and find all the ways that I can give her evidence, provide her evidence. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a lawyer. So, yeah, you know, I, I have, a, have a, a very strong analytical mind. So I will look for evidence uh, of incidents in her life where she's behaved or done something and achieved something, you know, above and beyond what she thought was possible and give her a look. You can do this. That means you have this skill, which means you have this skill, which means you can overcome this, which means you can overcome that. You can overcome this. So we have all these evidences to prove we can do all of these things. So yeah, you're going to be, you're going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's the, like you said, you're, you're a lawyer. So you get what I was saying. Yeah. But for me, I find it hard. Affirmations are great, but I can't get behind an affirmation that I don't currently believe. And so I believe really in meeting yourself where you currently are and gradual shifts. You can't go from, I'm always going to be broke and I don't believe that I can make money to a millionaire. Like you don't believe it. So stop. (laughs) Like let's, what if we could potentially shift that to money comes and goes like, do you believe that? Yes. Okay. Let's, let's get behind that and like gradually move the needle in whatever it is, whether it's money or love or business or whatever relationships, just kind of meeting yourself where you are and how can you shift where you are into a positive aspect, not 
faking it till you're making it, but really something you can get behind and then gradually moving that needle along the line. That's a beautiful way to say it. I mean, this, 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 she, that's actually another point to remember. You can't say things that you don't actually believe in. I think that's a major, major issue that we have. And that's why I don't like affirmations. I, I, I don't, I like belief statements, intention statements, but affirmations I'm not keen on at all. And there are tools available to us, which we can use like the mirror exercise and other things you can use to make yourself believe what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And then if when, if you can make yourself believe, you can make a hundred dollars, you can make yourself believe you can make a hundred million. It doesn't make that much of a difference. You can like, like collapse time, but it takes, uh, you know, you can't go from a hundred dollars to a hundred million. You need right. to be able to, See, okay what you first practice the tool you know practice the muscles it's, like, it's you know the more the stronger you're manifesting muscle the stronger you're believing muscle the stronger it is you can jump from a to b yeah that, that's in any 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 uh any sports or any any activity but i think you have to be able to believe it a lot of the times we are too busy believing all the negative things we hear about ourselves in our minds right um, and then we don't even take the the action we're like I know I'm supposed to do this. I feel like I should do this, but maybe later. Yeah. Let me let me let me deal with this, or when I let my kids get older, or let mm-hmm. me finish with this, or let me finish this mortgage, and let me finish this. There's always a reason to delay because a lot of people don't actually say no to these in, these inspirations. They say, "Let me put it on hold for a bit." And I yeah. know I've been guilty of them. <laughs> so we don't say no, and especially those of us who are, you know who read all these personal development books and are enlightened. No, no, no. Of course I can do it. No, I can do it. Not now. Not now. Just a little later. <laughs> yeah. So how do you overcome that? Because that's a that's a yeah. very that's a very sly way of your subconscious mind to keep you where you are by saying mm-hmm. you're not procrastinating, you're not you're not you're not putting on you're not doing anything wrong. You're just putting on hold. You're putting on the shelf for the time being yeah. because you've got so many important things to do. And that's a logical way to think about it. Right. And the more analytical you are, the more likely you are to believe that kind of scenario. Yeah. How do you how do you, how do you bypass or recognize that kind of behavior? I think I now I'm more afraid of wondering what if a year from now, two years from now, 10 years from now, than trying now and Mm. quote unquote failing. I'm more afraid of that because even when I was going to move to Paris, one of my friends, she asked me a question. I encourage us all to ask ourselves or those around us, what's something you always want to do that you never said out loud? And I said, I've always wanted to move to Paris. And I'd never said that verbally to anyone. Mm. She was like, oh my gosh, I just got goosebumps. You have to do it. And I was like, you're insane. Like I can't have all the excuses, right? I've got a mortgage. I've got a job. I've got this big project coming up and maybe one day that's not on the calendar, by the way. Of but course, no, one like, day yeah. is never on the calendar, but yeah. there are days on the calendar, but one day it's not on my calendar. It's not one. No one's calendar. Yeah. <laughs> and I think her saying like, you have to do it made me start to look at those excuses. And I remember mm. when I did eventually, it was only about four months later, I gave my boss notice and she started to tear up and she was like, I wish I would have done this at your age. I have always wondered what my life would have been like. I've, I've dreamed of living in Paris and I'm just so proud of you. Like I'm dead, it's devastated that you're leaving, but I just wish I would have done that for myself. And I think her words and her tearing up and crying really stuck with me of like, we only get one of these. I don't know where I'm going to be in six months. None of us do. I don't know. You don't know when your last day is going to be. And so why not just try? And it doesn't mean that you're not going to be afraid, right? I always say like, bring fear. Fear, you're coming along. Let's get in the car, but I'm driving. Like you can come in the car with me. That's fine. You're going to be there, but you don't get to steer where we're going. I'm going to drive. And so 
really not waiting for fear to go away or the perfect time because there never will be and really leaning into the fear of what if I don't do this and I'm sitting here wondering two years from now when maybe it's not as easy, not as possible. You know, I have a kid now. I am married now. I wouldn't necessarily just pick up and move to Paris with a child and, and a husband it's Maybe more difficult yes of course. yeah when there are, there are, especially when partners not so much but when you have children definitely it's more difficult yeah. and you have to think of their well-being and the kind of impact that they will have and so forth people still do it yeah people do are traveling with them too but um i think knowing me i you know i think I think it would have been a lot easier. I, I did a lot more traveling without kids than I have with kids, I have to say. And even now, their education comes um, is of paramount importance. So I wouldn't move until they're in uni and then I'm free again. That's how I see myself. <laughs> and a lot of people right. do. Yeah, again. So it gives yeah. you more things to think about, right? My mom actually moved us all over the world, mm-hmm. but it does require more planning. It's not as mm-hmm. simple as... I'm going, which is still terrifying. But then when you add other people in their lives into the equation. And so I think that also just allows me to always think of like, you just never know if this, right. You can say you're going to do it in six months, but you don't know what your life will or won't look like in six months. And then will you be sitting wondering like, well, what if I would have started six months ago? Yeah. I mean, something you said, which was beautiful was, was, you know, you fit, you can come with me, but you're sitting, you know, you're sitting in the backseat of the car, but I'm driving. I think that's, such a beautiful line because a lot of the time it's not that we uh, you know people who take action or people who move ahead or who people achieve things they don't lack fear and um, they just have the courage to face the fear and do it you know regardless they don't yeah. stop themselves and I think this is such an important point to recognize you and I it's not that we don't have fear we have yeah. phobias and fears and you know sometimes we're like oh mortified i mean every time I, I think of taking a different step and i if i think it's going to have a negative impact on my children like i'm mortified um yeah. but a lot of the times especially when it came to you know my career choice rather than going back to law or choosing uh, this profession you know i had to make it there's no way around it i was going to make it and it's yeah. when it's that i'm going to make it regardless and the failure is not an option i'm going to make it work that's when you know shift things really begin to shift you have to just face your fear and do it regardless and yeah, I think there has to be a decision, right? And for me, a decision is I have cut all other options. Like I'm doing this. I may not know how I'm going to get there. I may not know when it's going to happen, but I've already decided that it has. It's not a, like I heard you um, restate something early when you said, if it works, and then you were like, no, it's it's going to work. Like you've yeah. decided, right? And when you move with that energy, I've never seen anyone who's made a decision not far exceed whatever they set out to do. I mean, it just doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. brilliant. And I love that because you do have to make a firm decision first before things are made available to you. And something you said earlier, you know, which got me thinking, every report I've read about people, you know, on the deathbeds or in the old age, you know, what do you regret? You know, nobody regrets doing things. Everybody regrets not doing things, yeah. including the stupid silliness, you know, like, you know, sleeping around or whatever the hell's a partying or whatever it may be. You think, oh, my God, that's, you know, whatever. But when you're older, you actually regret not doing stuff rather than actually doing the stuff. You made something, if you made some silly mistakes, you've done something, you can laugh about it. Yeah. But you're never going to um, be sad about things of things you've done or actually taken it as long as you haven't hurt someone by the way just yes of course <laughs> assuming that right but when it comes to yourself and all the stupidness you can think of or all the all the times you took risks you never regret those yeah you always regret things you didn't do like moving to paris yeah and, you know going abroad 
I remember when I, I remember part of my degree was, uh, I did a degree in LLB in English and European law. So part of my degree was I, I got to go and live in Leiden University um, in the Netherlands and study my third, my third year there. I remember that was terrifying at the time. And unfortunately, during that year, my mom passed away too. So it wasn't a great year. Oh, it didn't end gosh. up being a great year. It was awful. But at the time, I was like, oh, maybe I should have stayed that extra year here and whatever mm. else. But in hindsight, I know that that year was important for me to have the separation from my mother because it, it, had I not had that separation, because she was going to go, that was her time. It was meant time, to be. Yeah. Um, so she was going to go regardless of whether I stayed here or not. Yeah. But had I lived here and hadn't moved a- abroad, I wouldn't have got the independent um, the independence that I needed. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, the separation that I needed to, to survive without her, because I still yeah. you know, was very, very close to her. I think I would have ended up in the grave next to her, you know, not long yeah. after, if, had I not had the separation. So in hindsight, you can see how the world works and what happens. But that was a risk. Um, right. At the age of, well, I think I was 20, 21 at the time. So I think in life... You know, things which are terrifying are actually for your benefit. And when you look back in life, whether you succeeded them or not, they've taught you something beyond what you could have learned or realized in your current circumstances. Wouldn't you agree? A hundred percent. I think, again, that hindsight 2020 is not a saying for no reason. I Mm -hmm. think oftentimes when we're in it, it's hard to see what the lesson is or what we're learning from this. But again, that goes back to looking at the patterns in, in your life. No matter what age you are, you've seen, you've had patterns, you've had circumstances and situations happen where you can look and see consistent lessons. And now how can I apply this to what I'm currently experiencing? Because oftentimes we're just so blinded by feeling this, you know, submersion of whatever is outside circumstances that are happening in that moment, which very often I also ask myself like, Will this, in the way that I'm currently looking at it, matter in five years, in 10 years? And Mm -hmm. a lot of the things that we stress ourselves out about won't, but it feels so big in the moment, right? And I love, I mean, just the fact that you at 21, 22 years old, you know, had that moment separate from, from your mom and now in hindsight can look back at that and have all of those amazing gems, like, wow, what like amazing personal growth and development and all of it, like just to be able to see how that process was serving. Because like you just said, I think so many of us would have crumbled, especially at that such a young age, like would have crumbled from that. But, you know, like you said, there were things within that experience that I'm sure were awful, but also things that were a blessing in hindsight. Always. I think I I truly believe that divine, because I'm, you know, I don't, I don't force religion on people. So I say, you know, divine is energy for me, but or universal energy for whoever doesn't believe in it. It's okay. It's all good. We're all the same. Yeah. We're all on the same path with different names. But I, I really do believe that God, um, you know, God does, or universe does things for, in, you know, things for you, not mm-hmm. to you. So everything yeah. that happens, good, bad, and ugly, you may see it as good, bad, and ugly. That's your perception of it. But everything's happening in your favor. And yeah. sometimes you can see it uh, quickly. And other times it's, you know, you can say in hindsight. And not mm-hmm. everything you think is good for you actually ends up being good for you in hindsight yeah. either. And, you know, you end up looking <laughs> back and think, oh, maybe yeah. that wasn't such a good thing after all. So everything's happening, but everything happens for you it's it's helping you to grow in some way even if you don't like it yeah. i think this is this was an important lesson for me that i i truly believe everything in my life ever and for everyone else too it's always been for you not to you okay yeah. so on that note we're going to wrap up um tell us natalia how can we find you where can we connect with you on the internet 
Yeah. So I am at the Bravo life on all platforms. I primarily hang out on Instagram, but I'm also on Facebook and LinkedIn, but yeah, send me a message. I love saying hello. I love actually talking to real humans on social media. I know sometimes we just like scroll and peek and, you know, I do the same. We look at each other's lives, but I do enjoy actual human interaction. So please say hello. And yeah, I'm at the Bravo life. Fantastic. So if you are listening to us on the podcast, the link for um, Tanya would be in the show notes. And if you're watching us on YouTube, in the description section, we will have all her links. So do check her out. She's awesome. And connect with her on all of the platforms, especially IG, because that's where she hangs out. Well, thank you so much, Tanya, for being such an amazing guest today on Friday Feature. We have to have you back for Money Talkies and continue the conversation a bit further. But today, thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you for listening to me and Natalia today on Friday Future. I will be back with another amazing guest finding out how they change their life by changing their mindset. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website www.gulkhan.com and if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop and if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money then go and get my book Laws of Money from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.